0: That ball will around here is treated like a god. I mean, I'll never find out what he could really do. I don't want this to be the high point of his life. I've seen him—the real sad ones—they sit around the rest of their lives talking about the glory days when they were 17 years old.
1: You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god, just for a few moments.
0: Welcome to Keeping the Nostalgia Alive, the Indiana Basketball Memory Show. I am your host, Billy Powell. You're listening to this on keeping the nostalgia alive. That's one word, keeping the nostalgia alive.podbean.com. listening to, uh, after you get done listening to uh, our show today, uh, go back to the website and you can check out about a, another 150 interviews of, of uh, people who played the game, coached, refereed, were a part of this great game of basketball from the state of Indiana. Uh, and with that being said, I have a uh, legend with us today. Uh, he was the 1963 Indiana Mr. Basketball. He was also a 1963 IHSAA boys state champion in basketball, an Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame member, and uh, the list can go on and on. And from what I've uh, researched and studied, one heck of a baseball player also, and that would be Rick Jones. Mr. Jones, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to help keep the nostalgia alive and talk about this great game of basketball from Indiana. No problem. Uh, so, Rick, tell everybody a little bit about, you know, uh, growing up in Muncie and, and, you know, how many brothers and sisters did you have and, and what was family like, family life like and, and what sport did you first get introduced to or love at the beginning uh, when you were growing up? Well, uh, I'm not from Muncie, first thing.
1: I uh, was born and attended the fifth grade at Alexandria and my mom and dad divorced and she remarried a state trooper well uh, there was a state trooper's place up there at Red Key and so uh, for three years my 6th, 7th and 8th grade years I attended Red Key uh, school system and then uh, uh, moved to Muncie in 59 and uh, I I tried to explain uh what my boyhood was like but I don't remember anything other than throwing apples in, and, and kicking the can and and uh uh we played every sport but as far as what I was most happy with was uh was the baseball um in Indiana you play basketball anything else is second hand but I uh, I play them all uh, four sports in in uh, high school Uh, I don't know if that had ever been done before probably has since but I got knocked out in the ninth grade playing football so my my mom wouldn't let me play high school football until I begged and begged and begged so my senior year after lettering two years in cross country I was allowed to play football and I let her there and then on the baseball team and uh, the basketball team.
0: And and Muncie Central uh, already had a pretty storied basketball program, correct?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I, I tell my youngsters and, and uh, I've had a few of them along with me when we've attended some games that were at the field house and uh, maybe there were two or three hundred people there. and when I told them that you in my day, they didn't couldn't sell tickets at the door because the whole place, about six, 7,000 people were a season ticket holder. You got to go to the tournament by, put, they put your uh, season ticket in a in a bowl and, and uh, drew them. So it was, it was a whole lot of different uh, atmosphere back then than, than now. But I had a had a, some good coaches and good teammates and I just kind of looked through all of it
0: did did Rick, did Rick Jones did he collect baseball cards and what was your like favorite baseball team at that time?
1: Well, uh, my granddad there in Alexandria was a Cub fan, and I uh, would have given anything if I could have been signed by the Cubs, and uh, but that didn't work out. I, I was drafted out of college by the Chicago White Sox. I uh, bounced around in the minors for three years and uh, decided with the baby on the way and my father-in-law saying I ought to get a job to take care of my little girl I, I just come home <laughs> sometimes I regret not to, not staying longer because I, I was a pitcher and I pitched pitched uh, against Carlton Fisk and uh, uh, oh, Beta Blue, George Hendricks from Oakland, and, and uh, there was a there was a few more. Uh, Cedar Sedano, and but I was a uh, I, I was really at advantage because in that league that I was signed into in Sarasota, Florida, uh, what they were doing, and all the teams that would draft uh, youngsters, and even I was even so, I didn't get a whole lot of money to sign, but the guy, the guy that signed me said, well. The reason why they give this big money to these kids cause they're hungry. <laughs> so I, I, uh, signed with the White Sox and, um, my son was on the way. And so I, I came home, put the contract in the drawer and walked away from it. I, they wanted me to go to Mobile, Alabama and play double A ball. And, and, uh, I wasn't really interested in that. So uh, came home and went to work for a bank, and that's where I stayed for 30 years.
0: You know, it, it's interesting you started talking about baseball. We're a little ahead of ourselves, but, you know, I found a, uh, um, I was, you know, of course born and raised in Indianapolis, and I was a an Indians fan because it was the Cincinnati Reds farm team, and, you know, the Reds would come to town a couple times a year in exhibitions, and um, I remember one of the players being Ed Armbrister, and during my research for the show, I found a nice photo of uh, you tagging out Ed Armbrister. Uh, at home plate while you were playing for Lynchburg, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That is true. That is true. I didn't know that at the time, but, uh, yeah, I found that out later. I, I don't know how I found out about it. Somebody called me, and in, in, uh, I think it was one of the Keller, Billy or, or Dave uh, Keller. Uh, he he had seen something and, and called. He was wanting to get – he was in the insurance uh, the shepherd boy was, and uh, he was decorating his office with uh, uh, pictures of Mr. Basketballs, and he, he got a hold of me and, and wanted me to sign one for him. Sent down, which I did. But uh, I think that's where I got that information.
0: And you know, you're, the, one, you're you're one of the few uh, Mr. Basketballs that also won a state championship. There's not very many of those out there.
1: No, there's not. Uh, we we were very lucky. We. uh uh had had the decent kids and and uh all of them just, we got along together and we trained hard and uh sometimes you'll lose if even if you're a better team and you got you got some uh, leeway there but uh if you do the conditioning and play your best then that's all anybody could ever ever expect and that's that's the way I was taught.
0: Did you feel pretty good about how well you played the game before getting to Muncie Central? And what, what were those first couple of years like at Muncie Central and playing basketball?
1: Well, uh, I was scared to death, do, because <laughs> being from a little, I think, the, the population of Alexander is probably 1,000 or so, and then on to Key and they were even smaller up there. And But uh, well, when I came to Muncie, uh, it was a whole different ball game all around me everybody was so happy to get on the Bearcats and how big a deal was well, I, I've never, I was never exposed to anything like that and it was kind of overwhelming at first but uh, I, I was telling some people the other day uh, I when I moved to Muncie the people in Red Key were not really too sorry to see me go because when you, all right, the new, new boy on the block and some girlfriends get bypassed and this and that and the other. I wouldn't, I've always told somebody that, uh, there were more people in Red Key glad to see me go than sorry I went. But, uh, over the, over the years, uh, when I went to Muncie, of course, uh, back in those days, the freshmen's ninth graders were out, were out in the, uh, junior high schools and uh, you didn't you didn't get exposed to the, the, the uh, uh, high school team until you were a sophomore and uh, that was really the big jump that, that I was exposed to because uh, uh, the, the enthusiasm and, and uh, everything that went on it uh, was a uh, but it was all exposed to where uh, winning was really great and they had a big tweet, uh I uh, 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 can't think of what I was going to say, but uh, uh, they had a big following. Like I say, the place was filled up all night and uh, every night. And you really didn't, uh, didn't think too much about it after you got started. Everybody made me feel very welcome. And uh, I always played my hardest and played my best, so they didn't have any gripes, and I didn't either.
0: When when playing basketball at a young age, before really getting into varsity basketball, at Muncie and and of course you guys winning the state championship, was there anybody that you kind of emulated, or did you did you have a a favorite college team, or uh, did you did you listen to the radio or read the papers about other high school teams and what was going on in the state, or h- how did you hone your game? Because you know AAU wasn't around back then when you just before you got to Muncie Central.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: well I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, a lot of folks don't believe this either, but when I was growing up over in Alexandria. My granddad had made me my first basketball ball, and he hung it on his barn door. And the playing surface was about <laughs> was about seven degrees uh, tilted. And uh, I started off with a uh, they got me a, a, a basketball. It was a kind of a thin synthetic material, and it had there was a bladder in it, and it was stitched up. And that was the first basketball I had. Well, what I what I didn't know, uh, Mom was always after me getting bring my ball in. If you left one of those out in the rain, the it started to get oblong. <laughs> so I was shoot, I was shooting uh, where the ball that just looked like a big uh, half round football. Uh, <laughs> I was I was just and I have always been a, a one handed dribbler. Because he about had to keep an eye on it with his drilling out there on the rocks. So uh, I, that's one thing I was uh, wish I would have done would have been able to handle the ball better with my left hand. But I got by.
0: So, so what was it like once you got to the uh, you know to Muncie Central High School basketball and and were you kind of were you nervous or did you just kind of fall in with it and, and what were the coaches that were there with you while you were at Muncie Central?
1: Well, uh, Bob Heater, John Longfellow, and uh, Ike Tallman. Uh they was the high school and B team coaches, and uh, they were they were pretty knowledgeable. D- Dwight uh, was from Newcastle, and then he was a little American football player at Nepal, and uh, he he was very knowledgeable. And of course, everybody knows the, the rumors of the. Heater and Longfellow tandem. Uh, I'll tell you a little story. Uh, when I was on the B team, we, uh, was away playing in Indianapolis Technical. Joe Sexton's uh, younger brother was on that team. And, uh, th- what I didn't know at the time is that, uh, Bob Heater and John Longfellow, the varsity had never lost a home game under Longfellow the heater had been I think it was 9 or 10 years and the B team was undefeated over that 10 years But well we got down at Indianapolis Tech and I missed about 4 out of 6 free throws and we got we got uh, beat by one and uh, I never saw a basketball for about 2 days I was up running in the rafters <laughs> 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 but, but we, we had a good time it was uh, in fact I go to my 55th Class reunion Friday over in Muncie, and uh, a lot of people are, are starting. To, we're go, we're starting to lose a lot of them, and I wanted to be there for. the... I'm, I may be headed for my own last rodeo. You never know.
0: And and, and your 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 uh, class reunion was this past this past Friday. No, next it's, it's upcoming. upcoming Friday. Yeah. Uh, how many do you know about? How many are, are still around uh, of your class?
1: Well. I'll tell you, we we started losing kids as soon as we we graduated. Vietnam took some, and and uh, we uh, nowadays, of course, I'm 73, and uh, that's getting getting up there. So I can't really account for everybody. But something sad is that uh, out of the uh, I got a picture hanging on the wall over here. Uh, out of the 12 ballplayers, five have already passed away. And uh, so, so I always said that uh, uh, I know nobody knows me better than me, and I tell you, I'm not going to enjoy in the least being dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no way, Jose. <I'm>
0: <laughs> so so starting out at, War- at at Muncie Central, and and you guys are playing. Did you have any idea that you guys would gel and and uh, become you know uh, ha- have such a great team in '63?
1: Well, I'll tell you, you know, that that era back there, starting with uh, fifty nine and sixty teams, with Bonham and those folks, and and uh, a lot of I was we were talking statistics the other day. Uh, we we won the state championship uh, with getting beat one game on our home floor by South Bend Central, who we tackled for the state championship. But uh, nobody really has told me or I never heard of until I was reading through one of my books here and in nineteen sixty one uh, Kokomo won it. Had a had a fellow by the name of Goose Lugan And they were good. Had Ronnie Hughes on that team and he ended up playing for Purdue. But uh when Kokomo won their state championship in sixty one they only lost one game, on and it was on their home floor. Well, who was it to beat them? The Bearcats. So there, it wasn't it wasn't that out of line for us to go down there and uh, have all the confidence in the world that we could do it. One thing I, I've always told my my grandkids and my sons, uh, there's a couple things that you need to really count on, and it gives you gives you a little. Uh, Right. And if you play and train to your best of your ability, that's all you can be at. You're going to run into people that will beat you, maybe that have better, better talent. Uh, but it, I always played every game because I, I worked hard. Uh, and I, I felt like if I worked harder than the next guy, that I, even if we didn't win, that, I was satisfied.
0: Did now uh, you know I, I, I normally do six degrees of separations with uh, every one of my shows and of course I went to Broderpool High School and of course you guys beat Broderpool in the semi state there in 63. Yeah. Uh, was there was there was there an, an opportunity that you guys th- that you, you wouldn't have been state champs or you, you need to play a little bit harder or uh, you you barely got, you squeak one by on your way to becoming uh, state champs?
1: We we all uh, we didn't uh, have the best talent, but like I said, nobody outworked us, and, and that was the mind frame that the coaches put in it. And uh, we got to the state finals, uh, and we didn't have a game where uh, we didn't have the confidence that we were in better shape. We had. Even even Mike Ruff, he run, he runs like a gazelle. But he, when he got the big legs on, he could run the floor, and that was the biggest thing is is the uh, the transition way back then. They didn't call it that, but it's how fast you re- react from from uh, offense to defense. Because if you don't, if you don't play defense, you don't get the ball, so you don't have any offense. You no, know, we just practice hard, and we were very confident. And to tell you the truth, when South Bend came down and beat us on our own floor, the horn went off, the game was over, and I didn't even know we was
0: behind. Wow. (laughs) But it it was a fun time. Uh, So when, you know, it it a little bit different back then, but when when did you get on the radar, and do you remember your first letter of someone wanting you to either uh, come and play baseball or basketball with them in the university?
1: Well, I I, I got uh, several offers, and the, and the only team that uh, didn't uh, recruit me was Purdue. Alistair, <laughs> I gave it some thought. I saw a lot. Of it. I think it was, I can't remember the coach's name down there. But uh, Ronnie Hughes from Kokomo, he's about 6'4. And Mel Garland from Indianapolis Tech, he was about 6'2. And that's who was playing guard for Purdue for several years. And, uh, uh they he wasn't gonna recruit a, a five nine kid. So I got I got out. I don't know if I'd have made it down there. Now I ran into Billy Keller the other day, and, and uh, I told him if I'd, if I'd have had his range, I could still be playing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, so you know, you you get through. You guys have. What was it like winning the state championship? I mean, do you you still remember what you were thinking as a as a youngster today on on how it felt, or did you did it go by so fast that you you, you that you know you don't remember? Do you yeah. do you remember, do you, remember uh, you know how it felt when you got when that horn went off and you guys were state champs? You know, I, I
1: honestly we. My years at Muncie Central, everything seemed to, be, seemed to be so easy for everybody. And uh, I, I learned that at an early age, you can't play scared. But I'd never been through something like that before. Uh, no team that I would to I was in three different school systems. so <laughs> uh, Didn't get close to winning any kind of championship. And, uh, of course, in 62, I had all that... Mess going on, and uh, that was that was uh, a real real problem with me emotionally because I that when all that happened, it, we had played Indianapolis Shore Ridge that night, and uh, it was a kind of a breaking out party for me because I I usually get ten trail points, but that night I got thirty, and Show Ridge was the number one team in Indianapolis at the time. And that's before everybody got kicked off. So that could have been a championship year. Uh, it wasn't. Had to deal with it. But 63, it seemed like a, a chance, to, a second chance for a lot of us. And, uh, it goes, you have to have a lot of luck. Uh, we, we didn't beat a lot of teams real bad. Uh, if, uh, we were ahead that, uh, about two minutes to go with, and the lead, we I don't I, I don't ever think uh, I can remember uh, where anybody hit a last second shot on us. So we were, we tightened up there in the last two or three minutes and uh, took our time and was very deliberate. So I can't remember a game in high school where we blew it uh, by making a bad pass or taking a bad shot. Of course, I do remember missing a few feet though. for so heaters, <laughs> but it was. Uh, it's hard to explain. Everything goes by so quickly. And, uh, it was, uh, I was very proud and, uh, was proud that I'd been accepted by, uh, all these, all my partners in into uh, Monty central and, and, uh, for what I had been through on a, on a youngster basis, you, I didn't, it, I didn't think it really bothered me, but then when I, we moved to Muncie and, uh, that that spring or that fall of uh, the store Junior High, when uh, we played football, it kind of showed me what kind of athlete I was because you know I could run the fastest, jump the highest, and, but it, it wasn't nothing, anything, and I f- felt that I knew why why it happened. I just uh, in the right place at the right time and good good teammates.
0: You know, you know, during your during Muncie Central, what what was kind of your uh, workout regime? Would you just shoot over and over? Was there uh, things that you would specifically do uh, uh, to keep in shape and to to hone your shot? Well, to
1: tell you the truth, there wasn't. But because I was uh, played every sport, there was. Uh, I was always felt like I was in a uh, good shape. I always, I've always told my kids that uh, those two years running. Uh, Cross country was probably what really helped me is strengthen my my legs and my wind and and uh, I just uh, I tell you a little story kind of the way I felt about it. Now I wasn't a smart butt, but uh, in the semi-state in that year in 1963, uh, we weren't even ranked number one. We'd lost the South Bend. Columbus was undefeated, so I think we probably ranked about third or fourth going into, into that tournament. Uh, but back in those days, I don't know what they remodeled the fieldhouse, about the fieldhouse, uh, but the dressing rooms were well, uh, underneath the place. Down, you had to walk down a about a seventy percent grade to get up to the floor. And I can remember standing there, and uh, Columbus. Boys, walked, We were waiting there to get on the floor, and the Columbus team come up and walk. And Bill Russell uh, walked up to me, and, and uh, he asked me if I was Gomes, and and he's just trying to be, uh, you know, uh, friendly. And uh, he said, "Well, I guess I uh, get to guard you." And then uh, I didn't say this out loud, but I was thinking it. I thought <laughs> to myself, buddy. You got a bigger problem. I'm I'm guarding you. <laughs> but, uh, but that's that's the way I played you know I, I, I it was always defense defense first uh, uh, because you know you can get 30 or 40 points and if your guy your guard gets 30 or 40 well you really, as far as I'm concerned you, you lost but uh, you know, defense was my, my best uh, best deal I wasn't really a terrific shooter I had a couple of shots of, if you let me stand out there I'd hit them but uh As far as being a super scorer, I I wasn't. I just played hard and, uh, I was trying to tell, going, you hear it on TV a lot that you gotta, there's good players and then the great, there's great players and the ones that are great, uh, make the kids around them better. And, uh, that was my philosophy. I don't know. My grandpa probably told me that years ago, but, uh, I, I played the heck out of defense and, uh, able to score a few more points than the guy that was guarding me.
0: (laughs) Did you have any thought in your mind at all that you were going to be chosen as Mr. Basketball, and do you remember where you were when you found out that news?
1: I sure do. Uh, Mike Roth and I had a uh, a study hall class together, and uh, one day we had got called out of the class, and they said they wanted wanted us in the uh, the office, and we walked in there, and uh, they uh, handed the phone uh, to Mike uh, first, and uh, whoever was at the other end, they was telling him that he'd uh, made the all-star team, and and, uh, as they threw talking to him, uh, they handed the phone to me, and informed me that I was going to be Mr. Basketball, and Number one, I I thought Mike Mike was disqualified or even more. Uh, I went down and spoke at the Hall of Fame uh, to try and uh, speak for Mike. And uh, I remember telling them that uh, Mike was the leading scorer for us. Uh, And uh, I told him that he he was, he was just as qualified as I was. I, I didn't talk him out of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> but it was some fun times. So so take us through the process of, of Coach, Br- Coach Bruce Hale coming to you and, and wanting you to come to Miami. And uh, tell us also about... What other jersey were you close to wearing for college that you didn't wear and why did you choose the University of Miami?
1: Well, I chose I had a uh, I had visited Miami and I had visited uh, Arizona State and I kind of had to narrow down to those two and really the biggest reason was I had on uh, my mind is that I wanted to go where I could play baseball too and I, I asked both the coaches if I if, uh, came there if I could play and I both said yes but that's the reason I chose uh, Miami uh, because uh, I wanted to play baseball and the warmer client looked just my cup of tea and as far as numbers go uh, there was a kid that had played at Miami just before I was there his name was Bernie Butts he was a transfer from Kentucky. Now, he, back in those days, freshmen uh, weren't eligible, so I was there, and he, Bernie was a uh, transfer of Kentucky. And uh, they, uh, Bernie, Bernie, played hard. He, he wasn't the greatest shooter, but uh, he played hard, which impressed me. So he was. Well, he wore number 13, and and I I picked that number to to wear because of that.
0: And, and and tell us a little bit, before we get to Miami and talk about the memories down at Miami, uh, what was your experience like with the Indiana All-Star Series between Kentucky, and did you, did you enjoy that?
1: Oh, I sure did. Uh, uh, we had a big team, uh, Rolf and then uh, Rich Mason from uh, East Chicago was uh, 6'8", and then uh, Tom Niemeyer uh, from Evansville was about 6'11". Well, that night we played Kentucky up at the dark place. It was about ninety degrees in there, and uh, our big boys just kind of ran out of gas. I think we lost to them by five, but I blame it on the weather. <laughs> but anyway, at uh, down at Kentucky, why uh, uh, Mike had a kind of a breakout night. Uh, I was telling him the other day, I didn't know how we didn't run a whole lot of plays either at high school or. Or uh, the All Stars, uh, and I kept wondering how in the world Mike got open. Every time I looked up, he was standing there waving for me to pass him the ball. Well, he uh, he got loose some way, but I got him the ball, and he he broke uh, Oscar Robson's second highest uh, All Star point total. I think he got 40, 34 that night down there in Kentucky. So I, I've always had a lot of respect for Mike and his abilities and his work ethic, and I've, I've told him a lot of times, I said, he, he should have wore the number one, and I'd been glad to know, run the number three.
0: Were you nervous about packing up and getting ready to go down to the University of Miami, or were you kind of excited about it, and, and, and what was that first year like down in Florida? Well, uh I uh,
1: wasn't really nervous because uh, I got all that i the system because I got married that year. That so my my ex-wife, uh, she was a high school cheerleader, and uh, we got married, and I took her with me. So down there, my freshman year, it's kind of kind of a blah thing to go through. But uh, of course, I I kept busy. I played baseball too. So uh, the uh, basketball and the whole situation was. Uh, was uh at that at that year it was, it, i can't remember a whole lot about it other than I was married and i, I couldn't look around for girls well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we had a that was a good time because um that that spring before on the sea anyway we went to South america we put together a, a, there was a our organization, government organization at that time, called People to People, and we had uh, put a, an all-star team together and uh, flew down to uh, uh, Columbia And uh, I uh, set a, a amateur league strikeout record down there that year. They had me on TV and, uh, and the radios, and, and uh, not a whole lot of people knew it about it because I was out of the country but we had a good time and of course if I had to do it over again I might, well, I don't think I can tell you this but I, I would be really serious anymore of, of telling a son of mine uh, to play two sports because you're away from school so many times, so much and, and uh, your grades will suffer at least they did me uh,
0: because I was going off uh, on road trips half the year down there you, you know it's interesting that you say that because uh, I wanted to know how you kind of juggled that you know uh, uh being so good in two sports i mean i mean that that hard to that had to be kind of a I I, I at least from my vantage point it would be hard to kind of uh, focus on the, both of those at the same time at the level that you would like to yeah I,
1: it was uh, it was rough uh, of course I could do a lot more than I did <laughs> I don't think I ever read a whole book. Cover to cover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you were down at the University of Miami, did so? It, it, did you? Did you? What did you see your future like after uh, playing both baseball and basketball down that uh, uh, down in Florida? Did you? Did you? Did you kind of uh, uh, fantasize about playing baseball, or did you, you know, uh, think that you were going to go on and uh, expand yourself within basketball?
1: Well, I w- I was really Thankful that uh, again, uh, basketball teammates are great, and the baseball uh, teammates are great, and uh, we just we just had. I, I don't know about everybody else, but I I just had a good good time. I do. I got hit on the thumb, but uh, playing baseball at Florida State, some All American guy hit me on the thumb, and I didn't get even get the pitch. And we we uh, at that time. Uh, we were Miami was a Southern Independent, and uh, so was Florida State. So when it came down to picking at-large teams uh, for the NCAA tournament, uh, we we had to beat uh, Florida State three out four. Well, we ended up splitting with them, and the, the, they got the bid. So I, I was really more disappointed about that than than anything. Uh, I'd already been through a circumstance. That when we my my it had been my sophomore year Rick Berry's senior year, we were twenty two and four we lost at Florida state, we lost at Florida, we beat them both at on our floor, and I think, I can't remember now who the other two teams we lost to, but we couldn't go to the tournament because we were we were suspended, and uh, kind of the Thing I've always told my kids and everything that that uh, I was dra- or I was recruited by Indiana Butch Joiner and Bill Russell ended up going there. But the the weekend I was supposed to uh, go visit the school, it came out in the paper that uh, Purdue and Indiana were fighting over Tom Niemeyer. and everybody was singing, "Well, he's getting stuff under the table and everything." Well. When that came out in the paper, the, the Indiana was already suspended for football violations. So I, gee whiz, if I go down there, we might get suspended. So yeah. I, I passed them in the Indiana. I didn't even go down and look at it. Well, what happens? I get down, get down to Miami. We get suspended. So it was a little so, bad luck here, but that's that's life.
0: Um, tell me a little bit about uh, Coach Bruce Hale and uh, 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 his, his coaching philosophy and uh, how uh, tell us a little bit about playing basketball for the Hurricane.
1: Well, we uh, we trained in a little facility that didn't have any seats other than a couple of benches. There was the uh, Army Reserve uh, gym there on, uh, on campus and uh, it wasn't even a full length uh basketball court, but we really trained hard and Bruce put us through some stuff I I didn't know if I was still alive after it was over or not. <laughs> but uh, uh he 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 was he went to college, I think, Bruce did, in uh, out of Santa Clara, Florida, uh uh California. And then he himself had played a little pro ball on an Indiana team back in the 40s and so they called him slick hell well after I was when I was being, being recruited by him he uh, had a poster made up of uh, a picture of their new gym that they were going to build it was already collecting money well I got down there and he showed that to everybody who recruited there wasn't any plans to build a little big gym but no he he was a, a nice person and uh he, he knew the game and he really uh him and rick barrett got along so well that of course rick ended up marrying his coach Hale's daughter but uh he he uh knew his basketball and uh, we, did, we just went out and played hard for him. That got us by in a, lot of, a lot of tough games. But I, what was a shame was uh, that that all happened. And, and the kid that caused it, he didn't play a game for for uh, for uh, Miami. But uh, what happened? He was a big kid from Ohio, Eddie Spurge. He was supposed to have set a bunch of uh, broke and Jerry Lucas's his records, and so he got disgruntled and, and uh, couldn't go through the drills we were going through. He, I think, he called it, it Southwest Louisiana State. I think, and uh, but we were 22 and four, and we had Utah at our place and beat them by 30, and Barry scored 50. Well, Utah was in the final four that year, so we were good. Had a little bad luck. But uh, I had a lot of fun. We had the we had the uh, option we could we could have redshirted when that all came out, and and uh, uh, we w- wouldn't have been able to play with uh, Rick. And uh, so we all agreed to go ahead and stick it out.
0: And and what was what what is that like having to play with somebody who? you know uh, uh shoot so much or is, is uh, score so much what did you uh, did you have to have take a different approach to the game or a different attitude to the game no you
1: really didn't because uh you get the ball to somebody that has the best chance to score and uh he was the one uh, and he had a, a really good work ethic he uh he trained hard, and uh, he he wouldn't uh, he he'd give everybody a little advice when when he thought he could. But uh, no, he was a uh, he, he was a little bit ahead of his time, uh, I, I think, because he was 6'7", seven. And I I really when I was asked, I said, well, you'd think you will going to make it in the pros. And so I th- I said, well, I don't know, he could beat to death, because he was kind of slender, but he was strong and he ran the floor. And uh, I didn't know he was going to turn into a snake. He didn't, he didn't stay in one place long enough to get beat around. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, he fit right in with the pros because they saw what he got me. He, he ran the floor well, and he could uh, he could he he could have played guard if they uh, wanted them to because he had the range. But back in those days, you know, if you were that big, they wanted to get in close to the basket and rebound, but. You know, along came Magic Johnson, and he put the name on
0: that terminology. But uh, no, Rick was a he was a good teammate. So, so when did you get drafted into baseball? Um, my senior year, after the year was over, my wife
1: uh, at the time uh, she was a cheerleader down there. First, first time that ever happened that they got a cheerleader that was already married. And uh, she, the, the football team, was playing in a bowl. And uh, so I was standing on there by myself while well, she was, uh, or I, I drove home, and, and uh, she went to Houston to play and uh, watch the football team play. And
0: and, and and how did you get, you know, it's all it's all set up and the draft and everything else, and, and, and what was it like back then? Did you get a phone call telling you that you were drafted or what your hmm. options were? yeah yeah he uh he
1: got me on the phone this uh scout and uh when i bet I, they had drafted me and if uh, so i was interested in signing well i said sure I said, <laughs> so he drove he drove over from tampa picked me up we drove back to tampa and then he drove back to miami with me so that was kind of weird but uh I was happy to be, be uh, drafted, and so I, I would have probably gone with no
0: money. And what kind of uh, what kind of uh, pitcher were you uh, in baseball?
1: Well, I was talking to my son about this the other day. I had three good pitches. I threw hard, uh, but they are all the same speed. And if you watch the the pitchers in the major leagues, they change the speeds. And I was a thrower. I hadn't learned to pitch yet, and that's uh, that was my downfall. But that's that if I could have changed speeds back in those days, uh, I had a lot of boys uh, flagging at the ball. But no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really learn to pitch. Uh, I don't know if I would have long, uh, in another year or two or not. But I, uh, I threw hard, and I had two other good pitches, a slider and a curveball. But they're all about the same speed. that I wasn't fooling anybody. <laughs> After those youngsters young, teed off on a fastball, that Greg uh, Luzinski for the Phillies, he was in the Carolina League. with me at, at Lynchburg, and he, uh, he hit he hit a ball off me. And I went the field was down in the kind of a valley, and then up in the right or the left field, there was a about a twenty foot incline to a city street, and then there was a House across that street, and he hit one up on the roof. So I, I think it's still going.
0: <laughs> the, the bull, the bull was one of my favorites uh, when I was growing up. Yeah, yeah, he got me good. What, what? You know, I found a, I found a fabulous picture. I don't know if your son shared it with you or not, but I found a fabulous picture of you uh, with the Appleton um, uh, foxes. And uh, that's really. T- I found one of them myself. This, yeah, uh,
1: we were talking about that the other
0: day. <laughs> and a uh, team picture. Uh, no, it was actually. Uh, it looks like it was from a, a, an award ceremony where you were named uh, outstanding pitcher. Yeah, I made the I made the uh, all star team that that uh, summer in the, in Appleton. What what was baseball like? What was travel like? I mean, I know you guys have got money per day for food. I mean, I mean, what, was it fun? Did it go by fast? Kind of like the same question we had about you winning the state championship in '63. Did you enjoy your time in baseball?
1: Oh yeah, but it's the same for everybody. When you're in the in the minors, uh, they don't fly around all those towns. <laughs> they, they put you on a bus. And uh, I, we, uh, there was one team we played. It was a 16 hour, uh, bus ride to get there in the Carolina league. They had, uh, in, uh, uh, games in or teams in, uh, Illinois and Iowa and, uh, Wisconsin. And they're none of them close together. <laughs> so the buses rides weren't that fun, but the the game was and uh, I had, I had a good time. I I, I uh, made like I said. I made the uh, All Star team that year, and on the team was uh, uh Carlton Fisk, Biter Blue, and George Hendricks, and there was another couple. Oh, Cedar Sedanio. So I had fun. Uh, those those people were. I knew they were going to be talented. They were talented, and sooner or later they'll make it up there. But. Uh, uh, I, I didn't. I
0: don't think I gave it enough time. That's me guessing. <laughs> uh, uh, Rick, what were you kind of like the you know like the bion? You're, I'm going to take you from the Bionic Man. What what injuries? <laughs> what injuries did you have to uh, work through during both basketball and baseball? I mean, uh, uh, are, are your knees shot? Are your, is your arm shot? I mean, what what after doing something over and over and over? What do you live with today? That's a little bit of painful because you were such a great athlete.
1: Well, uh, I have two artificial hips. Uh, and when when that was discovered, I was living, living in Newcastle and working at a Citizen State Bank, and, uh, I was, uh, pl- I was still playing some benefit basketball games, uh, with Bonham and a few others. And, uh, one night I was in a, did uh, gym over this little place, and uh, I collided with a kid the name of Nesby Glasgow. He was a defensive back for the Colts. We were playing the Colts team that they had tour and uh, to raise money for charities. But we ran into each other, and it was like two things slapping, and neither one gave an inch. And uh, we just kept on playing. But when I got home my right hip hurt so bad the only way I could take the pain off of them so I could sleep was I took all the cushions off the living room couch and stacked them on top of each other and I, I laid on top of them and that's the way I slept that night <laughs> but when I went to have it looked at uh oh I let it ride for about a week I think and I went and saw uh Alan Habansky. I, I monthly, he started uh, sent to in the orthopedics, and uh, he was a friend. And he told me what he thought. I said, "Well, uh, he X-rayed it, and he said, well all your cartilage is gone.' Now that probably came from all the years of uh, athletics and running, but uh, I didn't really believe him. I told Alan, I told him, Alan, can I get a, a second opinion? And he sent me over to Babanin Gibson, who was the brother of of a Dean a man at Muncie Central in Gibson, and I told him, well, he got the same results. Wanting to know if I was in a in a car wreck, uh, because there was three little bumps on the my leg bone up there, and uh, he said, well, that didn't happen overnight. It wasn't. It just may have shocked you out of out of position a little bit. That he confirmed it. So I went back and, and had him take care of that, and then then I had to open heart surgery. And eight years later, I had the other one replaced. And when I moved in with my aunt several years ago, I got in a, a bird nest out of the barn and I fell off a ladder, and that broke the left one. They put me back together, and it didn't really I probably didn't give it enough time to heal, but it, I started walking around like a duck. And uh, they they had to redo that one and I haven't had any trouble since but uh when they were fixing that hip the third time, uh had well they had me into the anaesthetic, I had a heart attack. So that's pretty much is where I'm at right now. I've been uh I didn't have any injuries. None. Maybe a sprained ankle all the years that I played, whether it's baseball but I, they used my college coach at Miami used me as a pinch runner and I uh, he put me in the game and we was playing Georgia Tech and I slid in the second base and they had to carry me out and into the hospital and everybody was upset because we was supposed to go to the Atlanta Braves game that night <laughs> and we couldn't leave until I got out of the hospital but we got, to, got there about the seventh inning but no doing uh all the athletics, I really was lucky because uh, uh, I had a couple strained ankles, and other than that, my my problem started when I had that open heart surgery. I'd never had a, a stitch until they, I had them all up and down my chest.
0: What was it like, and do you remember uh, when you got the phone call that you were going to be put into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, and and you you do do a lot of uh, work for the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken, too, correct? Correct.
1: Uh, I'm listed as a contributor over there, but I didn't know there was a lot of people uh, that said uh, I just didn't. Uh, Thinking I was that had that greater career, you know. You get helped a lot. It helps a lot if do win a state championship and and, and in the basketball. Uh, a lot of times, it's just inevitable. Sooner or later, they're going to put you in. But
0: uh,
1: I was eligible in eighty eight. See twenty five years after. Yeah. Uh, so I was, uh, I was uh, eligible to be inducted eight years before they did so i hadn't really hoped for anything i just about soon given given up on it but i had a I had a few guys that were friends of mine that was on the board, board down there and uh, they they told me that uh i was uh about the 27th choice uh and they put me on the Silver Anniversary Team, which is 25 years after, your, after you graduated. That, that you have to be on a Silver Anniversary Team to be eligible, to be inducted. So I was tickled to death that they uh, uh, put me on the Silver Anniversary Team to make me eligible, but then they waited eight years before they put me on. <laughs> but no, it, it, I was very happy. I was, you know, you got it you got to be humble about a lot of stuff. People don't... Uh, they'll look at you and what you've uh, done and think that you're who you're not, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I, I just took it with a grain of salt. I'm very, very happy that it happened. It changes your life, uh, sometimes good and sometimes bad. It, it can be a blessing or it can be a curse, depending on the way you handle it. But
0: uh, uh, I, I had a...
1: It's just like now... Uh, Somebody told me, or I heard said, that you're never really gone until there's no one left that remember, remembers. And uh, so I'm getting, I'm getting pretty close. I'm, there are not too many people out there that, that remember me when I did did my thing.
0: I would have to say that you're mistaken because you know uh, this build-up to the show that we're currently doing. Uh, there was a, a, a lots and lots and lots of interest in uh, listening to your story. So.
1: Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad for that. Uh, I I told my my at my induction, uh, I said that uh, there was a time when uh, my idea grown up was my uncle, and uh, one day uh, I was out there shooting by myself, and my granddad came out, and uh, he uh, had a blanket in his arms. It was a red for. Uh, Alexandria, big A on it. And I. Uh, he said, uh, uh, you know what, this is, uh, your Uncle Joe won the A blanket at, at Alexandria. Of course, I wasn't really impressed, because I had blankets <laughs> at home, and I didn't went. But anyway, when I saw the, it's only one time I saw my grandpa cry, when he was telling me, that. I asked him what that meant, and he said, well, son, you can be a Good athlete and a good person
0: at the same time, and it's stuck with me all these years. Uh, so, 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 what does Rick Jones do in retirement? Well, I'm sitting here
1: counting the flowers on the wall, actually. And <laughs> of course, two days ago, somebody said I don't have any flowers on the wall. Well, I'm going to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in a little apartment. I'm in a little apartment here in Pelton, and uh, that puts me close to. Uh, six of my grandkids. Eric, he has got four, and Ricky's. Uh, uh, he he married uh, uh, the daughter of Jerry Lambertson at Newcastle. Well, Jerry won a adventure award back when he played in the early seventies with with uh, Benson and those guys. But uh, uh, so he's here. He married, uh, She's an optometrist, and uh, I get free free glasses. <laughs> but he, he he he's here and uh i just really uh enjoy watching my grandkids play and uh, i got a got a grandson he'll be a senior at film this year christian jones and he's a, he's a pretty good ball player good shot so i'm i'm hoping that's not the least of the line i got i got people all through the family uh Steve Weatherford kind of dethroned me. He, he uh, belonged. He's a cousin, and and uh, he was a punter for the Chicago, uh, New York Giants. And uh, Tiffany Longworth was inducted on her girls' silver anniversary team this past year, so she's going to be a, as of before the hall. And she got a daughter. They won the girls' state championship last year, and she was just the junior. She got another year. So uh, I told told Tim, and I said, we're going to have to move over and tell Steve he's going to have to give up the throne, because this youngster, her name is Taylor Robuff, and she does something special.
0: What do you think about the high school basketball game in Indiana today? Well, I'll tell
1: you, I I really have a... I ran a branch bank uh, in uh, Mount Summit over by Newcastle and I saw after they went to the class system uh, I did see there in that small community that, uh, the branch bank was there in Mount Summit but a lot of the Blue River people uh, banked there with me and, and I saw uh, they went to the tournament a, a couple years in a row I think and uh, I saw what the, it did for the community and yes the kids uh got to play more and the more kids got to play uh, but I don't think anybody was really paying attention to what made Muncie basketball Muncie basketball uh, they sure didn't think economics because it spread out the teams you could play in your conference some of them so far away that's, that's why they can't, don't have the following is the games are so far away so I don't know. I uh, Bobby Bobby Plump and he he was uh, the same opinion that I was. That of course I wasn't smart enough to see what was going to happen. But uh, I think he, he was kind of aware of what this was going to be spreading all these teams out and all the consolidations. You know, they all the consolidations going to bigger schools. Anyway, you still got the little ones that coming up. But I used to watch um, at tournament time. I used to watch some, get some channels and get some games of Illinois, state of Illinois, mm-hmm. and they they had uh, gotten the uh, this uh, class system over there, and it seemed to work for them. But I I just don't know. Now we got the old Monty Central. I think uh, they got the field. I don't know if we're going to ever play in the field house again. But yeah, they went through a transition. Uh, there, so did Anderson. You know, you built, Monty built uh, uh, another high school, Side. So that gave them three high schools. And at the time, they like, uh, couldn't even have enough students for Monty Singles New School. And now they've had to close Side, and side has gone. And you're down to two again. Versus still there. But I don't know. I, uh, smarter brains than mine tried to figure it out, and I I don't know an answer to it. But it, it, it sure took the edge off of it for me because I got a, a cousin, uh, Randy Garner here, who or that he won, He was on
0: uh, uh, a
1: state championship team for Ellick, and uh, nobody nobody talks about it. <laughs> we have another state champion in the in the, in the Family and, and nobody talks about it. He he won the he won the trust Award for that. His ball playing too.
0: 1963 Indiana Mr. Basketball, 1963 IHSAA Boys Basketball State Champion and Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame member, Rick Jones. Thank you so much for spending time with us. I know it went a little bit long, and I appreciate your time. And I'm yeah, sure every, everybody's no going to, everybody's going to enjoy this. And I thank you so much
1: well i thank you too i am I'm, I'm sorry i get a little windy once in a while
0: no you don't get windy it's always fun asking these uh the, the these uh, these great players and legends to come on and normally they'll tell me they've an hour or 45 minutes an hour what the hell am i gonna talk about and then you just can't get them to <laughs> shut up so it, it was fantastic uh, yeah. i thank you for your time yeah. all right you're very welcome thanks
1: for calling me okay i w-